He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> Are you ready? I don't know how to start on Zoom anymore. <laughs> I hate this. I mean, I don't hate this. This is great. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I keep tripping over your dog in the background. I keep thinking it's your actual dog. So I have this dog that's a Chihuahua pillow, the only dog worth having, uh, that my mom gave me before I ever got Lincoln. And it looks just like Lincoln. I thought it was Lincoln. Isn't that weird? So it's like foreshadowing in your life. Sometimes these weird things happen. For those that are listening, um, we have decided to do our podcast virtually again over Zoom. Um, Just because there's an ordinance, even though Jesse and I are two single people and we can, we are each other's households because I'm still casted for an update on the cast. Yes, yes. I went to get my cast taken off today only to get a brand new cast put on for two more weeks. So Jesse still has to assist me and getting groceries and stuff like that. So we won't be yeah. doing it in person to be respectful of the rules. Well, we're trying to set an example. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had a quick brush with COVID. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy that we have to do this again. Like, actually, a year later, we're back on Zoom. We're back stuck in our houses. And it's just crazy. The only difference this time is... Because you have it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe that's okay. You just answered my question because I was going to say, I don't feel as scared this time around. Well, because I survived. <laughs> you should be more scared. Like to oh. me. So because you um, came down with COVID. Yeah. I in turn had to isolate myself because I had been in contact with you in this weird gray area between the very infectious pe- time period and not. And, uh, you know, for me, it made me change my mind because it hit so close to home. Yeah, I know. It was really scary. And and in all the conversations I've had with Ottawa Public Health, which we can get into, I realized how confused the official people still are about this because I was getting different information from the nurses that work at the same organization. Right. So, so the whole world is still dealing with this thing. Well, and I think one thing I realized as well with your case, because people that you were in very close contact with as well, all have gotten sick too. Yeah. Not just because you're the monkey or anything like that. We don't know where it originated. Well, no. And this is, yeah. It's so close to home. And that's the thing that I thought about because unfortunately, because my leg's broken, I wasn't able to take myself to actually get a physical test done. Yeah. So every morning in the uh, 14 day quarantine period, I woke up. Am I sick? Am I sick? Am I sick? You know? know, and I was luckily did not show any symptoms, but now I'm sitting here going, am I, should I go take a test? Cause I want to know one, if I was asymptomatic, cause then I'm feel like superwoman. Yeah, exactly. And then also if I've had it, you said that OPH told you that once you've had it, you cannot spread nor contract for thir- six to 12 months, maybe longer, but they know at least six to 12 months. Cause you have the antibodies, right? <laughs> But let's talk about the timeline because that's what's really got me messed up because it is so crazy how it spread. So we don't know where I caught it, which is still a big mystery. However, we'll talk about that after. Yeah, but when you talk about me- your calls with OPH, then we'll talk yeah. about 
narrowing it down. Well, this is why I've had so many calls with them is because most people, when you've had contact with a positive case, they assume that's where you caught it and then your file's closed. But they always want to figure out the origin of it. And in my case, I didn't know anybody that had it. I wasn't knowingly in contact with anybody that had it. And so they're trying to narrow down where I picked it up. Oh, yes. So before I go on, the two things that they were you know, back and forth on is how you can catch it. So some of the nurses say it has to be 15 minutes of maskless contact with a positive case, which I did not have. Even visiting my mom at the hospital, I was in a mask. And then some of the other nurses say, oh no, it's airborne. You can catch it from objects. So they don't even know how the hell you can catch it. Right. Which, which is, is which is crazy because they're always finding out new information as well. Yeah. So like it's not hundred percent on them. No, I know. I shouldn't say it like that. No, 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 I know. But I'm, it's just at the same time, there's always new information. So yeah. the timeline that we had, so they say that you are most contagious 48 hours prior to showing symptoms. Yes. So the timeline that we had is I saw you on Thursday. I painted your nails because of a movie part, y'all. Thank you. Yes. I painted your nails. We hung out for half an hour to an hour. Yeah, without a mask. I sent you on your way. I don't even think I washed my hands after you left because at this point in the pandemic, sometimes we forget these things. Yeah. We're not as diligent as we were previously. No. Um, so then that happened and you said you started to feel off on Saturday night. No, first thing in the morning, Saturday, I woke up and I had a cough, like, you know, when you're getting a cough, but I didn't feel sick. It was just a little, <clears throat> but it was phlegmy. And I was like, oh, was that's it like something that you could have been like, oh, is this allergies? Because allergies are full blown right now. So I yes. think so many people are waking up being like, oh my God, do I have COVID? And it was also the day after that movie shoot. So I was there until like two in the morning. So I didn't sleep much. And, you know, I'm like, I wake up early, even when I go to bed late. So I thought, oh, did I just not sleep enough? You know? Yeah. You woke up kind of like, like, as if you had two glasses of wine and no sleep, you're not hungover, but you're stuffy from like the wine Yeah, and tired because you didn't get the best sleep. Right. And so, yeah, go ahead. Well, and then Sunday you were full blown fucking sick. I get a text at like seven in the morning being like, I'm dying. And at first, this was the worst part. When you sent me that text message, I, in my head, I was like, he's a boy. Like, I'm sure you're fucking fine. Okay, this is the PSA that we need to make here because on Saturday, when I was starting to feel a little bit sick, I was telling uh, my mom, my friend Jordan, I was like, I don't feel well. And they're all like, it's in your head. It's in your head. You're imagining this. I saw Joey, my ex, because we were exchanging the dogs. Same thing. He's like, oh, it's in your head. So people just dismiss it so quick. And even on Sunday, when I was like, on my deathbed, my mom was like, oh, come on, try living a day in my shoes, which, right. <laughs> yeah. So she just wasn't having it. And then as soon as I got the positive test, right, everybody's like, oh my God, we're so sorry. But I was really sick. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you said you were dying and you're like, I've never had a flu like this other than like the stomach flu. And like everything you were describing was dead on for a flu. Yeah. You're like, oh, my body hurts. My body aches. Like, my clothes chills and I have a dry cough and I was like dude that sounds like the fucking flu exactly and for the first two days so Saturday I was like "Eh, I'm not really sick Sunday and Monday were the two worst days where I had every symptom of this thing that's you could imagine the cough my two worst ones were the chills like you said and the sore throat oh the sore throat was so bad for two days the cough never really bothered me it was just annoying so the, back to the timeline, Yes, I saw Jesse on the Thursday. He started feeling symptoms on the Saturday. 
somehow I did not get symptoms. That doesn't mean whether I'm positive or negative or was, I yeah. just didn't see symptoms. However, everyone else, there was a, a danger bubble around you. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, so I'm going to interview you about this. Yeah. About the feeling of having to tell everyone and the guilt and like the emotional part of COVID that people don't consider. But well, you had a I, bubble around you. How many people out of your bubble that you like the people you had been in contact with, how many out of them tested positive? Uh, well, four, but two were direct contacts and then two potentially caught it from those contacts. So I saw how this spreads. And just to answer your question about how it feels telling people, yeah, I thought I was back in the 80s dealing with this virus. Now I know how my people felt. And when you add in all the different color levels, this feels like a goddamn pride parade. <laughs> Is this a gay disease or not? Like, <laughs> Are we in gray, teal zone, <laughs> yeah. aquamarine zone? I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster of a ride. And for me, like I told Jesse, I was a little scared to see him. Yeah, well- and you know, even though like after you've had it, you cannot contract nor spread it. But the reason was, is it, and it wasn't necessarily, I was scared for myself, but I just, the guilt of telling the people I had seen mm -hmm. that, Hey, like you might be at risk. There wasn't anyone, thank God, one person that was kind of in the zone and they're fine. But knowing that I could have passed it to that person is what fucking killed me. Like yeah. hardcore. And you see how contagious it is. So let's explain what happened. So, okay, the two places that OPH thinks I caught it are either the gym or visiting my mom at the hospital. I wear a mask in both those places. So right away out the door is the theory that you have to be maskless for 15 minutes to catch it. Right. You know where I think I caught it? But you were also sitting in a hospital for every two days for two hours. And that's, yeah. I think that's something we should talk about because there's a lot of people that listen that have family uh -huh. and long-term care facilities yeah. And your mom is in no different. There's an active outbreak. However, yeah. three or four weeks ago, you were asked to do something. What was that? Go get a test. No, do the oh. certification. Oh, right. Yeah, I had to go to and a training. Yeah, it was called what? The family program? Designated care partner program. Yeah. And what did you learn in this program? How to put on <laughs> a mask Me? and visor properly. Yes. Right. Yeah. So basically their intent for that was to... Cause they knew that the mental health of their patients was slipping because yeah. they weren't able to see family. So they right. wanted to get you in, which is totally understandable. However, I'm confused that why our system would decide to have you guys in active outbreak facilities yeah. for two hours, every two days at a time, I could see yeah. one day a week for two hours with you. And then one day a week for the other guardian, like the other family member. Yeah. But every second day for two hours. That means every day she had someone coming in for two hours to sit with her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good for her. Yeah. You know, that seems like a lot to me. And maybe it'll change now because of this, but um, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, my theory, and then we'll talk about how it spread, but I think I caught it visiting my mom at the hospital. And I have a theory about the elevators, which my friend Luke, who is a nurse is like, okay, maybe. But anyway, here's my theory is that in the elevator, you have everybody using it patients, nurses, COVID patients, and there's no vents in the elevator. So, you know, the steel door is open for two seconds. They exchange passengers and it goes on its way. So you're going to tell me that that air is perfectly clean. I don't care if people are wearing masks. I think there's something with that elevator air. Or we need to accept the fact that this is a different virus one year later. Yeah. And that this is a virus that's a lot more contagious. 
Yeah. Well, that's and for sure. Didn't a nurse mention to you that like the masks that we wear at the grocery store and stuff yeah. these days are no longer working. The only effective ones are really N95s. You know, so right. my dad had hip surgery. Yeah. But in order to get it, he had, cause he didn't want to wait on the waiting list. Cause it would have taken two to three years and nobody wants to wait with a bummed hip that long. So he decided to pay to like skip the line, but you can't do it within BC. He had to go to Calgary and oh. COVID's rampant in Southern Alberta. So my concern wasn't about him going and getting his hip done in the surgery. My concern was, is about him flying back to Vancouver and it being exposed to this new Brazilian variant that seems to be spreading so easily. And especially here in Ottawa, it's yeah. all over the place. And as you've learned, it's taken out like 90% of your family. Yeah, well, not taken out. Jesus, Jenna. No, not like that, but it's a f- infected 90% yeah. of your family. And I do think it's the Brazilian because of how rampant and our former guest do the Daniel also had the Brazilian variant. And he's uh, still taught. He's had it way worse than you. He yeah. had it a few weeks before you, and he is still feeling the effects of it. He said so, his breath is his lungs don't feel right. Oh God. See, By there, the way, go to Kettleman's bagels. Uh, yeah. Thing. We, we love them. Oh, well, no, it's, it's over now. Congratulations. Oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's over now but we have another one coming up so stay tuned um but i think maybe the vaccine is responsible for shortening my illness because even though it was pretty intense for those couple days it was pretty short and i only lost smell and taste for two days you hear about people losing it for months that's also a timeline that we should discuss too because i think there's a lot of confusion when it comes to the vaccines and none of us are experts however i do feel like i have a fairly good understanding of how the vaccine works because yeah. I don't read news articles anymore. Um, <laughs> and I do have, you know, friends and family in a medical field that can further explain it to me. And so when you, you showed symptoms 14 days after you got your first shot. Yeah, exactly. And they say it takes 14 days to take effect. Right. Now so. everyone's body is different. And so a lot of people, when you did the post said, you got the vaccine. Hmm. How does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to understand that just because you've had the vaccine doesn't mean you're immune from COVID. Right. Exactly. And that's something I learned is that the vaccine can protect you from catching it, but it doesn't eliminate the possibility. So if you do catch it, it might make it less severe. So, so yeah, like what the vaccine does is it changes tricks your body into producing antibodies that in turn help you fight this virus in which we couldn't produce some of us couldn't produce on our own prior so that doesn't mean you're not going to catch it it means that when you do you have a chance to fight it because your body has the tools that it needs to fight it and that's why i think i got through it so quick yeah because i mean it was about a week i was down a week and you hear about people months and I'm still a little, like, I still have a little, I feel something in my lungs, but I'm not, I don't feel sick. I'm not coughing anymore. It could really. also be allergies. Could be. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, but like you're a perfect example of someone that might be high risk too. Like you yeah. have asthma. Yeah. So that that's nice to know that it yeah. did, you know, you were, didn't get too ill. Yeah. And I'm going to get my second vaccine. I don't for sure. Because some people in the post I made were commenting like, well, there goes the vaccine. I knew they were bullshit. It's like, okay, people. Again, it's because people don't understand it and how it actually works. And when you get off of the 
Facebook comments and actually read some scientific articles out of scientific journals, like research articles. And yes, they take a long time to go through. And you do have to Google a lot of terminology in there. However, once you can kind of decode the language, it is it is easy to understand. And, yeah. you know, it's like saying to people like, I don't get the flu shot because it doesn't protect against the flu. Well, it just doesn't protect against a certain strain. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it gives someone like your mom, who's extremely high risk, her body tools to fight it. So even though she still she got sick from COVID, she still is. Yeah. Imagine how sick she could have been. And well, that's let's it. say Donna's feeling okay. So we'll yeah, she, throw that out there. Well, at, at the time of this recording, she's having a pretty bad day. And what's interesting is she's experiencing it more like a stomach bug. But <gasps> she tested positive for COVID. And that's one of the symptoms, right? Um, so there's the Brazilian variant. Right. Yeah. That wiped out 20 people from the Canucks team, like the NHL team, hockey. Uh, yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew. And 20 of them and all of them experience gastric. Yeah, I, I read that's the only variant right now with the gastric. Oh, your poor mom's stuck in her bed. She can't even get up to go use the washroom on her own. She's like in prison. It's it's rough. But I am very grateful that she doesn't have a fever and it's not really affecting her lungs that badly. Or her heart or bug yeah. and stuff like but that. But the lungs, that's what kills you with this thing. So. Oh, yeah. But let's, so, so let's go back to the timeline because we didn't finish talking about that because I, I this yeah. what happened so on that? We had physical contact Thursday. Yeah. We established that you started feeling symptoms Saturday. So yeah. technically I should have been. You should have got it. However, your friend Jana, when did you see her? So I saw her Tuesday. Oh, so way before me. Well, two days, but it just goes to show that this window of of contagion is really 48 hours. Now, here's the mystery person, okay? So I caught it who knows when, a week before I started getting sick. Then I went to this movie shoot, which I'll talk about that because that caused like a national disturbance. I canceled oh, flights. But so I went, but then here's the thing. So then I saw my friend ex, Joey, on Saturday. So the day that I started to feel sick, yeah. I saw Joey. And so the Joey, day of which you're super contagious. Well, but so, but here's the, here's what I'm getting at. Joey tested positive like three days after Saturday. And if this window of incubation is 14 days, they say, is that enough time for him to get it on Saturday and start feeling sick on Monday? That's only two days. So I think he had- I think it, it just hits people's systems differently because the actor that stood next to you in the- That's true too. Positive very quickly. Okay. So I but think everyone's body just- metabolizes that kind of shit differently and again with the variants we don't know everything about them yet well and then your sister justine she got tested a little bit later than you and she yeah. didn't start feeling symptoms quite later than you like yeah, almost yeah. you were done your illness pretty so much then, yeah. like you said is 14 days enough like am i completely out of the clear now Right. That's what I'm saying. So again, this information we're being given and Luke, my nurse friend told me that it takes a long time for information to go through the proper like point checks before it can be distributed to the public. So we're always getting information way later than the scientists actually know it. Right. So this 14 day incubation, we're probably going to find out is bullshit because yeah, Justine. See, I always, I always thought the 14 day incubation was like, it was actually 10 days, but they were telling people 14 so that if people like were at their wits end and were like, I can't do this anymore. They'd go out at 10, you know? Oh, 
Well, and that's another interesting point is for people who have had suspected contact like you, your quarantine was 14 days, but me who was actually sick was only 10. Yeah. Right. But mine was 14 days since exposure. So since contact with you. Oh, right. To make sure you don't get sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah that does make sense. Well, and what was, I found interesting too, is because I had an x-ray booked for today and today is April 8th for, cause it's going to air later this. So April 8th. So that means my two weeks from contacting you literally was up this day. So as soon as I found out, I called the hospitals asking like, do I need to reschedule my appointment for like a few days later? And they're like, no. Wow. They were totally over there. Like, have you seen, have you felt symptoms? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay. And so when I went in this morning and it went up, they ask you and do a screening before you go in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, have you been in contact with someone 14 days? And I said, yes, someone 14 days ago today. And then she said, have you felt symptoms? And I said, no. And she goes, okay. Okay, good. So yeah. I think the symptoms showing up is like a big thing to a, a very key indicator. Well, of course. See, again, you're just super woman, Genimo. I hope so. Because you know yeah. what? I have had a string of very bad luck recently and I could use a little fucking kryptonite. Amen. You and me both. But listen, so, okay, here we are with the timeline. What I was getting at is, so I saw, I was in this scene with an actor. We weren't kissing. Okay. The first thing my mom asked me was, she's like, did you have to smooch him? <laughs> I was like, no, mom. I was just standing next to him, but for like hours. So this guy was on set with caught it. Um, and there was people that were on this set working on another production that had to be shut down. So that's where the shitstorm got caused because this other production was mad at the production I was on. Like these dirty people have someone with COVID. Now we have to lose money and shut our production down. People right. had to cancel flights. But the producers on the show I was on, sounds like I was the star of it. I had one line. The producers for the one I was working on were defending me saying, we still don't know where Jesse caught it. So there's a good chance that this actor caught it somewhere else. It just so happens because Jesse was the first person to test positive. Right. Everybody blames me, but these other people could have already had it. Joey, this actor, Justine. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, I found that with COVID there's become such a blame game going on. Yes. That's what and I that's felt. Not how it works. Like I felt so bad about exposing my ex-boyfriend to this. And I was just like, I cried. I cried. That was, I was so upset just because of that. That's the thing is like, we need to stop shaming people for it because it's not our fault. It's an invisible fucking enemy that no one can see and no one can predict. Just be careful. And you know, since I've had it, sorry, I interrupted you. What? I said, that's why from now on, like I was apprehensive about you coming to my house and like seeing each other because I feel like I got out symptom free and I tested fate. Yeah. I and I don't want to test her that quickly again. So I can't believe that you didn't catch it, but that is the thing right. is this, this stigma, this idea that it's your fault. And so since I've had it and recovered, knock on wood, I see people blaming each other on Twitter. Like if only young kids would stop going to parties. It's like, I know I haven't been to a party. I haven't been on any weird hookups. I haven't done anything really that bad. I've been to a lot of places, you know, the comedy club, the hospital, the gym, but I'm wearing my mask. So if masks work, I shouldn't have caught it. Now I'm not an anti-masker, but I just don't think it's kids going to parties that are totally responsible for this. And I think one thing we need to make clear too, is that masks have and always have been a preventative measure. 
Yes. They're not a solve it all. Right. It's a preventative measure. So masks have so. never, no one's ever told us that masks are hundred percent sure you're not going to catch that shit. That's right. And I think people are relying on them a little too much now. Well, and I think what we need to realize is right now, this strain is very contagious. Yeah. And And we have to adapt and evolve quicker than it does. I know. And, but this blame game, I'm just, I'm really glad we're talking about that because even my poor mother, who was so sick, some of the nurses, you know, there's always bad apples God bless nurses. But some of the bad ones have been saying things to her, like, you know, your son brought this in here. And she says, I I could have given it to him. Like, we don't know where I caught it. I could have caught it from my mom who's in the hospital where there's an outbreak and they're trying to blame game her and be like, your son brought it in here. But that's that's the thing though, is like you were an average person, but the only thing that you did was go to an outbreak infected hospital (laughs) and they're going to say you brought it in right you didn't bring it in it was already there exactly but this is how much they believe in the ppe and this idea that if you have your ppe on there's no way they they do work successfully often with yeah yeah infections and stuff like that however this is a different breed and you know it can be as easy like no joke I crutched my ass down the stairs and was way out of breath because I have two flights of stairs to do on my own. And I got down, I put my mask down for two seconds just to breathe some fresh air and then realized it and went, whoop. And that I said, be enough. Yeah. There was not, there was nothing stopping someone from like a nurse going into the elevator, had to get a qu- quick breath of fresh air, put it back on. You walked in and bam. Bingo. Like, it could have been anyone. It could have been any employee employed within that hospital it's very unfair to point fingers at anyone i know unless you have a friend who's blatantly running around fucking and sucking everything (laughs) not anymore unfortunately um and then okay so here's another thing so then here we go timeline so a couple days ago my sister justine tested positive she's very sick right now too she's also a designated care provider for our mom so she's been at the hospital however i didn't see justine so there's no way that she caught it from me she would have had to catch it from the hospital so you narrow it down yeah so we're right we're narrowing it down now here's a word to the wise because i got sick we've been talking about this timeline so here i am sick saturday sunday was my really bad day of course i was talking to my family none of them were sick yet and Justine and my other sister, Jasmine, were getting together on Wednesday. Well, by Wednesday, I was full-blown sick, testing positive. And Jasmine is a little bit psycho with all this stuff. And she's been very careful. But she still went ahead with this visit with Justine, knowing that I was positive and Justine had been at the same hospital. So what my point is, is how easy it is for people to forget how quickly this thing can transfer around. And now also- Jasmine- And Jasmine's positive now because she caught it from Justine. Right. Also, you know why your sister wasn't worried about Justine is because she thinks you're like a floozy running around fucking all over the place. Justine (laughs) keeps her business quiet. You know what the funny thing is, though? It's actually reversed. (laughs) I know. It's just you make yourself, you pump yourself up to look like you do a lot more shit than you do. It just seems like keeping it on the low. Yeah, she's smart. She's so smart. My mom was even like trying to be my Kris Jenner. She's like, don't post about this. Please don't post about this. I was like, I'm posting about it. 
she was like, you're not, you, people are going to judge you. And I was like, oh, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. But she was right. And people are very judgy. Right. And it, it, people are just, they're going to be scared from you. You're a leper now. Yes. And it's so sad because, yeah, if you do the research, I am i shouldn't be able to pass it on now. No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a gnarly cough. No, that was fake. That fake was really good. I could hear the phlegm. There's no phlegm. <laughs> All right. So that was our quick uh, update. So for the next little while, we're going to be doing it on Zoom. Okay, and wait, we're not, you're not wrapping up, are you? Because I have something else I want to talk about. Well, and some weeks we're going to be, I don't know if I want you to talk about this. Some weeks we're also going to be just putting out maybe one episode. We haven't decided because sometimes Zooms, you guys don't like them as much. Yeah, it's a kind of a weird time. Yeah. Um, no, the thing I wanted to talk about was your leg. Oh. And, and how getting older and injuring yourself fucking sucks because it takes you six months to heal. So the good news today is that, well, the bad news is, is I got a brand new cast for... It's plexiglass. It's fiberglass for two weeks. The good news is, is I don't have wine dribbles on my cast anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. I spilled some wine on my cast and it was so embarrassing going in. And I have this like young like beautiful like doctor and she's so cool and like I have to be like she's like what's that I'm like wine dribbles and she, everyone the whole like clinic is all women and they all just start dying laughing I loved it oh that's yes, that's that's the new news I have this on for another two weeks um so you know Jesse's so kind to open his home up to me to allow me to come over and do my laundry. Why can't I just take it? I don't understand. I don't think it's right for your best friend to clean your best friend's underwear. <laughs> what do you got skin marks in it? Women have discharge and shit. You are not touching my <laughs> underwear. I oh. have a story. It's not happening. Okay. You can so, like, wait. drop me off and leave your house if you don't want to spend time with me. But I am <laughs> yeah, coming just- over. And I know it's going to take forever to do laundry at your house because you have these rinky dinky yes. washers and dryers. Because when you, bless your heart, you took uh, my uh, sheets and some towels home to do for me, which that's fine for me. I don't care about that. Just don't. Why? What were they? Did they still stink or something? No, they came back a bit damp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dry yeah. enough. And yeah. You know they were damp when you folded them up and put them in. You yeah, but I knew I was. I yeah. was bringing them right over. I knew you were going to put them away, but that's the problem. My dryer doesn't get hot enough. It just is like air. Right. So you have to put less shit in your dryer is what yeah. you have to do. I have so, Barbie, but at yeah. least that they're in sweet bitch. At least yeah. I have them. So we need to find a new show to watch together. So when I come over to do my laundry once a week. Yeah. We'll um, the- but I love that you don't want me washing your underwear. It has nothing to do with not wanting to gross me out. You just don't want me seeing pictures of your womanly discharge and posting it on Instagram. Well, and like, there's such things women have what are called period panties. <laughs> They're like stained, like comfortable old granny panties that you hey. wear when you have your period so that you like, if you do like, you know, like things like that. Like, I love you and we're like brother and sister, but like not like I wouldn't even, if I had a brother, I wouldn't even let my brother touch my laundry. Okay, well, can you tell my three other sisters that? Because I would have loved that growing up, seeing no bloody panties in the laundry hamper. 
That is true. You did grow up in a family of all women. So. Yes, yes. So uh, it ain't nothing you haven't seen before. No. But still, no. But uh, what oh. if I have a skid mark in something? That's embarrassing. Yeah. Got back on the margarine. Right. <laughs> apparently, apparently, margarine gives you skid marks. <laughs> Does I, I've never eaten margarine in my life. I don't think. Apparently, yeah. Low Unless quality. my white grandma served it to me. I. <laughs> I've never purchased margarine. I don't actually really know what margarine is. I don't think anybody does. It's like congealed oil. <laughs> I think in Alabama for a bit, I had something about butter. Or oh, yeah, that's like butter funny. or can't believe it's not butter. Can't believe it's not butter. And I yeah. ate it and I was just like, I feel like I'm gonna grow an extra fucking arm just by eating. <laughs> Come on, you don't like some uh, melted butt, melted margarine on some good canned potatoes? Oh God! Who the hell eats canned potatoes? Oh God! White They're trash. Pretty good when you stick them in an air fryer. Oh, bad. You to be nice. Isn't everything? <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. So I feel like there's a lot of COVID things I've skipped over, but there's one funny story I wanted to tell, which is. OPH has been calling me a lot. And one of the calls was to run down the rules with me when I was in isolation because you have to stay in your house. And so, I, you know, I have a window in the front of my apartment. So every time my neighbors walk, the dogs bark. And so the nurse was like, oh, I heard a dog bark. What's your plan with your dogs? And I said, what do you mean? What's my plan? And she's like, well, you're not allowed to go outside of your apartment. Yeah, you are to walk the dogs. Not when you have COVID apparently. And so she said, you're oh not allowed to go outside. And I said, what do you want me to do? Put a towel by the door? And she laughed. And she said, well, the expectation would be that you have a friend come help you with that. Be like, I affected them all with COVID. They can't come. So what I said to her is, so wait a minute. <laughs> you want me to ask a friend to come walk these germ COVID-y dogs, because they're still sleeping in my bed, four or five times a day? And she laughed again and she said, I realize how silly this is. And I said, yeah, that's outrageous. I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing that. And then she was like, well, 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 because I guess on these recorded calls, she can't tell me to go against the rules. Yeah. So I said, listen, I live in a ground floor. I have a backyard. We don't have to go far. And she was like, oh, thank God. But I'm like, are you serious? You're going to tell me. Imagine I was like some 80 year old woman that really you know, believed I had to follow these rules. Now I'm going to stress out that I can't walk my dog. So that's changed because my best friend, Jamie, flew in from London, the UK, to Canada for Christmas. And in order to do that, she had to do like a bunch of quarantining and all this shit. And so when they flew in, they quarantined in a home with her brother. And her brother had flown in and his wife had flown in from New York City. And they brought their dog. So that dog was the only reason that those people could go out and you could only go for an hour walk for only five kilometer radius within your, like where you were staying. Okay. So whether that changed or it's yet another one of these left hand doesn't know what the right hand is saying. Right. Really? The, the misinformation is really overwhelming. And I still don't know if I had the Brazilian variant. They told me they had to send it to some other Doug Ford, Ontario testing facility. Um, and unless I heard back, just to assume it was COVID classic. Um, but I know Daniel, do the Daniel, had the Brazilian. I'm not sure how he found out, though. Do you know? Right. No, no idea. No. 
we should ask him. But it wasn't fun, people. Don't get this virus. It was really, really awful. Um, glass shards cough. Ugh, I couldn't imagine. If those two days went on longer, my God, I feel for anybody that's had to deal with that longer than I did because it was ugly. Right. And at the end of the day, I think the big lesson, too, is how contagious it is now. And yeah. that, like, even if you are fortunate, like Jesse, to only be sick for a few days and, like, get your smell and taste back at a reasonable time, then God bless you. But if you're not, like, you don't know. Like, that, yeah. excuse me. That yeah. was. <laughs> you don't want to smell and taste that, honey. Um, uh, I, but like, that's the other thing too, is I was also nervous. Like, do I have an underlying condition that I don't know about health condition? Okay. Yes, you're right. That's another thing is how quickly this changes and how different everybody experiences it. Cause with the common cold or the flu, we all kind of have the same symptoms, but this seems it can be totally different yeah. from person to person. You, you and everyone in your family has had different. Well, me and Justine have been pretty the same, but you know, we're like twins. Yeah. That's um, but, but, but my ex, Joey, fuck him. He didn't have barely a symptom. Oh, really? Hey. Yeah. He got a little tired. Um, that makes me wonder if I had it. Yeah. Cause you're feeling a little run down anyway with a broken wing. <laughs> you wish it was a broken wing. Gosh. Can I just say one thing too is like, uh, Oh, I forgot. I look at that hairball. What is that? The hairball from Baltimore. where? Ew, Jenna. I, I took it out of my brush and scrambled it up and forgot about it. Oh, I'm so glad you said brush. I thought you were going to say <laughs> took it out of my bra. Um, what was I saying though? <laughs> I was just saying something. You said this is another thing about COVID. I was talking about Joey had no symptoms. Uh, I don't know. You wish you, you hope you didn't have it. Right. I don't know. Kind of sucks out knowing if I had it or not. But. I know it. That was another thing. Okay. So again, with the guidelines. How are you supposed to get a test? Because they were telling you, you have to get a test if you're in contact with somebody, but you had no way there and nobody was allowed to come take you there. No one ever told me I had to get a test at all. Well, no, but you're supposed to if you have a known contact. No, actually what it said on OPH is if you've been in contact with someone who has COVID, wait seven days. If you experience seven symptoms within those seven days, go get a test. If not, okay. for 14 days. Which you did. Yeah. Um, but it would have been nice to know. Yeah. Because now we'll just never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's because you're part Asian. It protected you. What'd you write to me? You're like, it's because you eat your kimchi and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get off craft dinner, Jesse. Come on. Right. Totally. But All right. We've got a, or this is going to air after the history of the next. Well, history. no, because you dropped April 8th. So I feel like we need to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got a great history of. Definitely taking a swerve. Is that a pun? A swerve from the sex. Taking a swerve off the highway. Hey, I see where you're going. Oh. And it's Jesse's turn to teach. So buckle up. Amen. And, but the good news is with COVID and broken bones, we're still here. Exactly. And still queer. Well, one of us anyway. One day at a time. Cheers. Cheers. I'm queer in the sense that I'm weird. I'll drink to that. <laughs>